to Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always, here to try and make the world seem a little more normal, but these days, that's hard to do. And as always, I am joined by another amazing guest. This week, I have Melissa Bryan from Outlaw Life Psychic Enterprises, and she also has a few other things she does, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But first things first, how you doing today, Melissa? I'm doing, I'm doing. Well, that's all, that's all we really can do. <laughs> but So the first question I ask everybody is, what got you into the paranormal? Oh, my gosh. Age 21. <laughs> uh, seeing, hearing, feeling, sensing, knowing without knowing how I got there. And uh, ancestors had to come and talk me down from spirit, no less. Said, you're going to be a shaman. Uh what y'all want that you pull the strings well here we are <laughs> oh i love it though i love what i do i love my work i love my work i love my work and i love my clients yes i do all right so it didn't interest you from a young age you actually kind of got sprung into it a little bit later in life i kind of got sprung into it a little bit later in life yeah well, that's, I mean, as long as you get into it eventually, it's always a good life to be in, so. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Spirit has been my absolute rock, my foundation from a young, young age, and they have been there for me through everything. Well, I'm glad to hear that, which we'll get into, we'll get to, we'll get into that in a little bit, of questions okay. I got about that right there, but, um. I just blanked on the second question always. always. <laughs> That's well, okay. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm thinking of it. When you say your ancestors came to you. Yes. How, how did that happen? Was it audio? Well, was it visual? Kinda, or was it both? They kind of just sat me down like, you know, like a bunch of them, like my 16th great-grandfather, my 16th great-grandmother, my some of my other ancestors from spirit. And told me, you know, what our family has been from the earliest, earliest times all the way to present time. And it was actually pretty interesting because I do a lot of genealogical work, too. So, you know, it kind of painted the picture for me of where things were going to go. Which makes sense. And when you say genealogical research, like... Is that like your actual career career or? Uh, it's some of what I do. Um, <laughs> can we say what I do right there? That's uh, everything I've done over since the time I was 13 years old. And there's 13. more where that come from. 13 years old. Mm -hmm. From the time I was 13. When I found the family tree in the family Bible, I think I was just, I was hooked because I had heard so many things throughout the years, you know, from my family and, you know, a lot of whispering about this, that, and the other. And, you know, it kind of pointed me in the direction I needed to go. All right. Which that's, that's, a, that's always a good thing when, when it point, when you're getting pointed in the right direction in life, because a lot of us mm -hmm. don't get, get that pointing. And, and then to figure it out. my, Great aunt Irene, who I was very, very close to when I was young, 
she passed when I was 14 and she showed me all of the trees she had developed. And I connected that with what I already had. And then there were so many other people that came into my path that pointed me in the direction I needed to go. And one of them was Spotted Bear. Uh, he was a White Mountain Apache uh, medicine man, medicine worker, light worker, elder, bless him in spirit. I know he's watching over. Um, he told me exactly where it looks Said, you're native and this is exactly where you're going to find your ancestry. I goes, okay. <laughs> you know, and even when I was at Taos Pueblo, when I was very, very young, probably maybe 12, 13, no, not even that. Yeah, about 12, 13 years old. The elders pulled me aside and said, do you know anything about your ancestry? You know, because I thought when they pulled me aside, I thought, uh-oh, I'm in deep, you know what, dutchy, 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 and I'm <laughs> I'm going to get thrown out of here. Uh-oh, God dang, what in the fuck did I do? Because I just, I literally looked at their rules for I goes, no, no way, no, uh-uh, not going there. Oh, uh-uh, hell, no, 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 no. Uh, not going to do that. Nope. Uh-uh. God darn it. I haven't done any of these things, nor would I. Why in the hell are they pulling me aside? Because it says on the board there, if the elders pull you aside, you're in some pretty big trouble. And I go, oh, no. I'm in trouble for something. I don't even know what I've done. And they said, oh, no, no, you're not in any trouble. I go, I'm not? Okay. You know, I was kind of a little bit shocked going, well, what the hell are they pulling me over for, you know? And they said, do you know anything of your ancestry? I goes, no, not a thing. And they said, you are the elder that is even before us. I kind of looked at them like they were smoking something. I said, what are you on? <laughs> you know, my whole thing was kind of, huh? You know? <laughs> uh, I was kind of like, what are these dudes smoking? Whatever it is, it must be good. <laughs> I didn't know what to make of it. I was kind of shocked, you know. And they said, you're going to find your ancestry. You are native. And I goes, okay, cool. I'll agree with whatever you say. You know, because I was taught early in life, don't disrespect your elders. Don't, you know, question what they say. Because whatever they're saying, it's going to be truth, you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And so it's like, uh, no, don't question the elders. Uh, no, they must know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, I kind of, I thought they were kind of, you know, on something, smoking something, whatever, you know. Uh, I didn't quite know what to make of it. I kind of laughed. At no way, <laughs> you know. But no, I understand now and I know exactly what it is. And I'm actually pretty proud of it. <laughs> So, if you don't mind me asking, what did it mean? Like, are you, like, your ancestors yeah. were elders, I, basically? Yes. Yes, I am a 16th generation Iroquois. I am a 14th generation, I think, if my records serve me correct. Um, Cherokee, I'm nine generations by marriage. Navajo, I'm... Th no, one, two, six generations uh, 
like half cousin to the Dakota people. I'm, uh, let's see, I'm, I think 10 generations by marriage Apache. Um, I think there's so many things, including Wicca and Gypsy and Druid and I mean, on all my lines, I've been up the family tree, this, that, and the other. I know every tree, every branch, every twig, every leaf, everything. And how many, how many, just because genealogy and ancestry is always like interesting to me. How many, gener how many generations have you actually gone back on your tree? 16. Come on. You're, you guys are in trouble. Come on. Inside. Now. Sorry, my dogs. Uh, so I'm taking I, I, you with me. <laughs> There we go. Sorry about that. But it's all good. So 16 generations. That's yeah. And around then, 1500, that's around 1500 years, is it not? Uh, uh, all the way back to 1630, Virginia. Okay. And there are yeah. 15 generations. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess there could be 15 generations in that time. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have a disc that connects those generations all the way up to pre-Christ and I found that in Utah one year we were going through Cedar City when I went to go see the picture of great 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 grandfather which I have copies of too and they said I looked at the big tree that they had in this one shop I go that's mine 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 I go I can connect all these names practically to every one of my lines. Wow. That's that's crazy that you have that much information about your past. I mean, I couldn't imagine digging that far back and like what you might find. And then I also have records to prove to my most recent past life as well. Yeah, I actually found myself. <laughs> Go figure, right? What when was it if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 1800s, Arizona and New Mexico. I was Navajo from uh, Canyon de Che. Barboncito was my father. Manuelito was my uncle. Uh, Delavino Maxwell Jaramillo is my mother. Well, some say my sister, but she was my primary parental figure because when we were taken by Kit Carson and the Ute people uh, out of Canyon de Che and walked all the way to uh, Fort Sumner somewhere, we didn't go to Fort Sumner right away. Myself and my mother and several others, we were taken to Santa Fe to the girls' school there and re-educated. Our hair was cut, all this, you know, stuff you hear about now. Yeah, we witnessed some pretty not-so-savory things, shall we say. Yeah, I'm sure there are some gruesome things that were involved with that. Uh, best I can put on the show. <laughs> but... I went to the place where the girls' school used to stand. It is now a um, hotel and resort. And the shops are where the school rooms were. Mm -hmm. I was literally, like, pulled in, psychically pulled in. And I turn around, and there's the nun that taught my class. And was she mad? <laughs> was she ever ticked off? I got kind of dangled my razor going, nah, 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 look what I got, look what I got. <laughs> I 
I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so, have you had any paranormal experiences uh, beyond oh, this? I, I've oh. got books full. I had to write a book just to tell everything. I had to and write, and I was okay. going to publish it through Kindle Direct Publishing, but I hit a roadblock with that. At the moment, Brian, uh, okay. but I've kind of hit a roadblock with it right now. It'll probably take me the rest of the month to work through it. Yeah. All right. Well, have you are all have all your experiences been with spirits or have you had any other experiences? I had experiences with Bigfoot. Oh, yes. And I have pictures and video to prove it. Um, I've had pictures. Oh, God, I've had experiences with. Skinwalkers, chupacabras, uh, oh, are they noisy little things? Uh, I, one time, and I recount this in my book, one morning my husband and I were woken up by these two things screaming at each other. One was under our bedroom window and the other was maybe a thousand, two thousand feet out in another yard somewhere. I couldn't see either of them, but anyway, they were screaming back and forth. Each other. I opened the window, I goes, knock it off, go to bed. And they go, oh, mom. I go, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't you all, mom, me, you go to bed. Do you understand me? You're waking up the neighborhood. They go, no, but, but. I go, no, 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 but go to bed. <laughs> okay. I go, yeah, aha, uh -huh, okay. Yeah, no, you go to bed. You understand me? And they quit screaming at each other and walked off, I guess. Did you happen to get a look at them to see what they look like? wasn't able to no i was too tired out it was like three four in the morning you know yeah it makes sense i mean i was just because you know there's a there's a highly debated topic of what chupacabras look like yeah no i didn't get a chance to look full on but from what i understand they're like dog type creatures um i've seen pictures of them on tv and that's about right i would say you know yeah i mean i guess uh because i mean well depends when you're looking at yeah i mean there there is the more dog looking one then there's the one that looks completely extraterrestrial that like if that's the one they had in puerto rico back when it first yeah. started no the dog ones are all out here in the southwest yeah no the dog ones are all out here in the southwest but, you know, I it was funny because it seems like they were willing to obey me. It's like, I guess the critter kind, I'm mom. You know, I just kind of get to tell them, go to bed. Knock it off. You're waking me up. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, uh, well, I haven't seen Bigfoot, but I have pictures of tracks in my yard. I've seen their habitat about 2,000 feet from here over by Klamath River. And I have pictures of that. I have pictures of, in fact, video also of the tracks in my yard. I've got a picture of what looks like a Bigfoot literally smooshed his face up against the glass on my, um, on my trailer door. Really? And it... And I mean, they've been known to do that. They've been known to do that, like try to look in a house or something like that. So, last, I go, okay, I know who's been here. 
Yeah, which I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, I I I wish I had Bigfoot in my yard. <laughs> All good. Hi. Um, let's see. Uh, I've seen shapeshifters. I've seen uh, golly, what practically haven't I seen? I mean, beyond a demon, and well, actually, no, I take that back. I have. I think I saw a vampire one time in Tucson, Arizona. He was up at the uh, bus stop, saw me, glared at me, and opened up his cape and hissed at me. And because I'd learned how to hiss from one of my cats, I out-hissed him. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> and he scuttled off tail between his legs. I go, yeah, that's right. I can out-hiss you. <laughs> <laughs> You said you saw a skinwalker, and that's kind of got me curious. It looked, I, God, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but kind of like, memory serves me right. He looked almost cartoonish, if you yeah. will. Cartoonish, and like, almost like daisy flower petals, cartoonish around its head, and... You know, kind of lion, rounded lion's ears and a big grinny smile and, you know, kind of animal-shaped body. And um, I go, nope, and close the door. I said, no, 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 I'm not dealing with that, you know. Yeah, I mean. So did did it look human-esque or did it look like a dog or? Looked like almost like a cross between a dog and a lion, but cartoonish. I'm trying to picture the cartoonish part, and that's where I'm coming. Which, like, I could picture it, but I'm sure it's nothing like what I'm picturing because I'm picturing like pure it, Looney Tunes cartoonish. <laughs> it kind of looked like a cartoonish type lion with a mane and all that, but the mane almost like daisy pet flower petals, if you will, rounded. And like rounded lion's ears and this big cartoonish and I'm going, oh, no, no, I'm not dealing with that. Bye. And shut the door. I said, no, we're not dealing with that. (laughs) Uh, You didn't didn't watch to see where it went? Oh, I I was like, if I think that thing's going to come in here. Oh, uh, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. All right. Well, have you have you had any experiences with aliens or extraterrestrials? Yes, we used to watch alien crafts fly and chase each other over top of my uh, former property in New Mexico over in El Rito. Uh, I saw some things over in the past between uh, southern Colorado and northern New Mexico. Um, I saw a couple things at... Oh... At um, one of my other former homes, I saw, um, gosh, I've seen them kind of all over. Have you ever actually seen an extra, like a like an alien life form, or has it just been the ships? Ships. I, I mean, I, that's same with me, but I had to ask. <laughs> I had to, I have to ask. Alien life form. I know some people said, "Oh, I'm an alien." It's like, yeah, in your in your wildest dreams, I can read you. <laughs> You're not an alien, trust. Me. 
<laughs> but do you could they possibly be star seeds? Maybe, maybe. I'm I'm not discounting that point, no. But um some have told me, Oh, you're a star seed. I go, maybe. I don't really know. I don't have that much uh you know, experience with that subject. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. From from what I've heard about star seeds, usually if you are one, you just have a feeling that you're not from Earth. Right. Well, I'm kind of, I'm not from era. Let's put it that way. I'm not from this time period. Oh, yeah. I'm from I mean, a Oh, I'm from the 1870s. I know that for a fact, and all my records prove it. I even have photographic evidence to prove it, and I have big-time memories. All that I put in my book, if I never get my book going, trust me, you're going to read everything. I can't wait. But So, what was the most... Well, actually, let me ask you this first before I go to that next question. What made you want to look into your past lives? I had experiences. I had a nightmare that started out. I was riding with Billy the Kid and some of his men. Men on horseback behind us were shooting at us. I was screaming, crying in the dream. I was screaming, crying, you know, almost hysterical, just really, really upset. And... I remember him shouting my name and saying, go home, go home, ride for home, ride for home, ride for home. I said, no, I want to stay with you. And he goes, ride for home. And I said, okay, you know, and I did. I rode up the bluff and watched as these other men, as these men were just, you know, shouting and shooting at them and at him, these men and, you know, that we were riding with and, you know, and so I did finally ride for home. I was thankful he came home alive and safe, but... Um, I later encountered another cousin who gave me a picture of the very place that, um, oh, okay, I'll deal with that in a minute, <laughs> um, that basically that the dream occurred at, and my jaw hit the floor, I go, that's the exact place I saw in the dream, and I would wake up, you know, Sometimes crying, sometimes screaming, sometimes in a cold sweat, you know, because it was terrifying. I was a young kid. I didn't know anything about this. And so that's what really started me on this quest to figure out what the heck was going on. And as time went on, I found out not only was I married to Billy the Kid. Yes, there's a marriage record. Yes, there's provenance behind it. Family record says everything. And... um I have a book by a now deceased cousin of mine that wrote a book about it. And I found the name. I found the photo. And when I saw the photo, it like stopped me. I'm dead. It just stopped me right in my tracks. And all these memories came flooding back to me, just like a tidal wave. With my abilities, that's the way it is. When information comes to me like a tidal wave, I have to either give the message or write the message down immediately and get everything or I lose the entire message so I wrote everything down as fast as I could and then when I got that one book I checked my notes against the book I go oh my you know with the photo and the documentation you know even census records birth marriage death the whole thing 
I mean, I was just kind of flabbergasted that, you know, this was real. This was not, you know, anything I could, you know, in any way joke about because it's the truth. Yeah, which, I mean, that, that right there was amazing. I I was actually supposed to meet the past life regressionist about a month ago to dig into my past lives, but she had a family emergency and we couldn't do it. I got to actually reach out to her and reschedule because that interests me so much if I can find out about my past lives. <laughs> Like, I want to see where I came from, kind of. But back to back to Skinwalker for a second, because I got to, I'm curious. Do you, what do you think is the origin of the Skinwalker? Like, it is an old Navajo legend. And it's supposed to be like an evil, I don't know what you want to call it, witch, individual, whatever. Um, and it's taboo to really talk about it, but because I'm not actually within the culture at this time, um, I can kind of a little bit more freely talk about it. Uh, these are, I guess, if you will, I guess from what their culture says, evil beings that are commanded by an evil, whether it's a witch or an individual or whatever, um, that these beings are sent to harm someone. But I didn't feel any direct threat from it because it's like, okay, I know how to handle this and I know how to deal with it. Because I, in my last life, I was born at Canyon de Chez. That is my actual soul home. That is my real home. Um, so I kind of knew how to deal with it. It's not anything I can exactly explain, but you know, you like don't talk about it, you don't address it, you don't, um, I guess, um, like mess with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And that's that's always what I've heard. You don't don't acknowledge it, you know? Yeah, you and you don't look at it, even if you don't want it to know you're looking, and it'll, then it'll be attracted to you because you're looking. Right. And I didn't want that coming to my family, so we mm -hmm. with this. All right. Um, any experience with Thunderbirds? Just out of curiosity, since I've always wanted to ask that to someone who's related to Native American ancestry. Oh, I never have. And that's one of the things I've never encountered. Not that I don't want to. I would love to see one. I truly would love to see one. Now, uh, let me ask you this, though. Do you think Thunderbirds are just pterodactyls? And that's what they call them Thunderbirds because of the size of their wings? Yes, I believe it. And from what stands, the, their scream sounds just really loud from what I understand, from what I've heard, not what I've seen. I've never seen one, but I want to. Um, I love... You know, Navajo Res, and I love their people. I adore their culture. Um, and that is where I really, truly feel the most at home. I, I mean, yeah, which makes sense on your, based on your past life. That makes 100% sense. So, have you, I'm trying to think of what else out there in the desert that you could have seen. Oh, Not my you. 
thing minus the thunderbird and I guess that's a demon. I've never seen, never. No kidding. I don't think I ever want to, but I've heard of them. Not that I want to have anything to do with it, mind you, but I've never seen a demon. I've never seen a thunderbird. Those are the only two things, well, maybe except for Mothman that I've never seen. I was going to say, I doubt, I doubt Mothman's out there in the desert. I've never seen Thunderbird, Goatman, Dogman, um, Mothman, or um, a demon. Uh, I, I was going to ask about Dogman, actually, because, I mean, Dogmen are known to roam the deserts. Um, I've never seen it. If they do, I've never seen it. But I did have, at my former home... In New Mexico, I did have a um, devil or one of those uh, black doggy things. Oh, God, I can't oh um, a yeah. shag they're called, or a um, uh, yeah, or a, a hellhound, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I had a hellhound of my own. I named him Sammy. He no, he was seriously the sweetest pup. He's attached to the property there, but he's the sweetest pup. Uh. He kind of became one of my own pack, as it were. And I would feel him sometimes, you know, lay on my bed and roll over and get tummy scratches. It's like, oh, tummy, 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 tummy time. Baby puppy tummy time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More right there. More right there, mama. <laughs> oh, he was so sweet. Oh, I just loved him. Oh, yeah, no, I'm totally. When it comes to critters, eh, forget it. My heart's gone. Yeah, same here, but 100%. And I doubt you've ever seen a lake or sea monster, I'm guessing, too, being in the desert out there. I've seen one. I've heard of them. I'd love to go to Loch Ness in Scotland. I have a feeling I'd get a Nessie kiss. Nessie'd probably come right up out of the water and go, Mwah, right on my cheek. It's like, well, to you, too. <laughs> so... Tell me about Outlaw Life Psychic Services. Like, what uh, services do you, actually, do you guys actually provide? Yes. I'm a psychic medium. I do readings. Um, I currently work with Pendulum and my guide, David. Bless him. He is amazing. I have to give a shout out to him. Every time I do a podcast, and you guys, your guys like, yes, my guy, David. Uh, he's awesome. Big shout out to him. He pulls all the records for my readings for my clients and you know, he helps me get the job done, and I couldn't say enough good things about him. Um, it's really, one part of this is to honor my ancestors, my spirit ancestors, especially my old West Outlaws who are my rock, my foundation, my absolute, they're rock steady with me, you know? They yeah. With me, and they've saved my life a couple of times, all accounted for in my book. And, um, you know, uh, the other part is for, you know, the accuracy that I feel that I have, which is right around 90%. I never say 100% because that would be a lie. No psychic, no medium. You know, ones like me are never 100% correct at any one time. I Because we're still human, you know? We're still human. We still make mistakes. We misinterpret information. We... You know, don't always get it right, you know? Of course. I mean, no no one can get it right all the time. That's impossible. Right. 
And so I leave 10% for margin of error. So that's why I say 90%, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. No. All right. Well. No. What? Sorry, my dog. That's uh, okay. So what made you start this business? Well, I didn't have anything else I could really do, you know, because of one thing and another. Um, Billy, shush. Sorry, my dog. Oh, darn it. Um, and, you know, I tried different things and nothing really worked. So I figured, well, use the one thing I've always had. And that's my ability with spirit. Right. Which, and you, you figured I, it, it, did they, did your, eh, did your spirit guides tell you it was time to start helping other people or did you just want to do it yourself? I just wanted to do it myself because it was the only thing I felt I had left. All right. Which I understand that. That's part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast is just to get people like you to have their word out there. Right, exactly. Help them out in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you say has been the most interesting job you took since you started the business? Um. Well, I love doing missing persons cases, uh, finding missing objects, um, bringing home the missing, you know, and I've done that for several cases now. And one of my greatest, I think one of my greatest was... Uh, the Kit Carson co-op robbery. I was living in Taos, New Mexico or outside of there um, when it happened. And because they robbed from me too, I got mad. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's crossing even my line. And so all the co-op president had to say is we were robbed and bingo. There was David handing me the records going, look at this. Here's all the information they're going to need. So I got home wrote it all down, called the club president and said, here's what you need to know. And, you know, sure enough, about a year, year and a half later, the whole thing came out in the newspaper and my husband read it to me. I'm sitting there with my jaw on the floor. But you mean I actually got it that correctly? Holy, you know, I'd only gotten like three small points. Um wrong uh either wrong or like didn't fully grasp those little points but i got everything else right on the nail head i'm going wow <laughs> I, I was just like i was shocked i'm going oh my gosh and so the case goes on turns out that the people that did it i had walked right by the main suspect i made eye contact with her right there at the co-op meeting for, you know, the president and the staff and the, um, I think, board of directors and the uh, and the co-op members, which were the community and all that. And when I realized I'd walked right past her, I shivered. I go, oh, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, I literally shivered. I was just, oh, my gosh. I'm sure. I mean, it, it's just like those people who like meet a serial killer at some point in their lives and they don't realize until like 20 years down the road. And yeah. it's just like, like it's, I'm yeah. sure it's creepy as could be. So, oh, yeah, it was really creepy. 
And she kind of gave me this little smirk. I goes, uh-huh. Yeah, I can read you, you know. And, yeah, it was really, really creepy. So, yeah. Say hi, Billy. Say hi. Say hi, Bandit. Oh. That's Bandit. That's Billy. No, they're cuties. <laughs> Say hi. Say hi, boys. Say hi, boys. I got a massive puppy that would love to play with you two. But... Aw, what's it? Uh, what breed do you have? North American Mastiff. Aw. Yeah. Oh, bye he... heart. <laughs> bye heart. <laughs> I'm a moosh. I'll forget critters and little ones, little ones and critters. Yeah, I'm soft. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I, had to, I had to kick my damn kid out here before I started the podcast. Otherwise, she likes to crawl over me and annoy me. <laughs> doing it. I don't mind. I've got a five-year-old nephew. Believe me, I don't mind. Yeah, well, I, I lock the door so she can't get in. That's what I do. Oh, <laughs> no, She'll I live. don't mind. She can talk to me all she wants. It's okay. I'm an auntie. That's what I do. <laughs> huh, yeah, Mono's an auntie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it outside again? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. I mean, I don't. Th I know I they're not out as far west as you, but what do you know about Wendigos? Wendigos, I don't. All I know is I avoid them like the plague. From what little I've heard of them, they say avoid them like the plague. It's like, yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, they usually aren't. They typically are in the colder areas anyway, not really yeah. down there in the south. So, yeah. yeah well, um, what what was the scariest encounter you had with a spirit while either with yourself or while working? Oh, God, scariest. Uh, we were at home at my old property in new mexico and i watch myself and my husband watch as my cousin's back my cousin who used to live with us his back literally got scratched and torn open to bleeding looked like a pentagram i'm going oh my gosh so i laid over him and i told whatever it was to get off him and leave him alone and to leave our family leave our home get out and never return you know, when I get my power on, that's it. I get my power on. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't play that game. You know? Yeah. And that that, that would be pretty scary right there, having seeing someone get a pentagram carved in their back. But Yeah. And I have a picture of it to prove it. Stop. Oh, sure. Stop. I mean it, Billy. Stop. You want to be on camera again? He says he wants to be on camera again. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say hi, huh? You want to say hi? Yeah, you want to say hi. <laughs> well, oh, I yeah. Silly. I, I also know you're you were in a view beyond you were in a view beyond magazine this month, were you not? Yes, I was. Yes. And were they writing on you because of your uh, services you offer, or because? Oh uh, well, that and for the fact that I am a psychic medium, I do own my business. I am, you know, as good as they come for whatever reason. But anyway, um, yeah, All I've been right. doing this for forty-four years. 
And do you do you read did you do you read other people's past lives too or just do you Yes, get... I do. I read charts, I read uh energies, I read auras, I read photos, I read objects, land, buildings, you name it, I read it. So when when you've done past life regressions or Well, it's not regression. People... It's just I read their acacia charts and I read their energy and I put two and two together. Okay. Uh, what was the most interesting like past life that someone had? Like a, a king? Um, or... I've encountered Billy the Kid. I've encountered some of our um, some of our group members. Um, I still talk with some of them uh, pretty regularly, in fact. Um, stop. Paulina Maxwell is still my best friend. In this life, yeah, go figure. Uh, my best friend several years ago who passed of a massive heart attack from diabetes, she was my mother in my past life, Delavina Maxwell Jaramillo. Um, and uh, I miss her every damn day. <laughs> There's not a day goes by. Um, no, you're not going out right now. No, I know. You're a lucky dog. I know. You're a lucky dog. Yes, I know. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, <laughs> he's paying attention. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, you know, I've run into many, many of my friends from my past lives, and um, God, I know so many. There have been so many of them. I couldn't name oh. just one. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stop. Are there any 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 other experiences you've had that you want to talk about, or? Uh, well, Queen Mary. Yeah, I know every spook, spirit, and ghost on that thing. Uh, I've been in there a number of times, and every time I have another experience. Every single time, without fail. Um, we've had footsteps following us. Uh, I've seen. And talked with the apparition of a little girl. Uh, it might be Jackie. It might not be. I'm not real sure. I've seen Sarah, who was murdered down in the dressing rooms. Um, almost like a locker room, if you will, by the pool. Uh, she startled me, I'll tell you what. Um, then, God. Um, I've seen sailors and people in period clothing and... It's just, it's really an interesting place. If and I'm then not mistaken, I, the, Queen, the Queen Mary's a ship, right? If I'm not yes, mistaken. ship, yes. Okay. Long Beach Harbor. Hmm? Okay, I just want to make sure. I, I, I'm like, I believe it's a ship. I'm not 100% positive. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a ship, and that place is 110% haunted. Guaranteed haunted. <laughs> And it has been done over and over and over again. Everyone that comes there has an experience. Interesting. Very interesting. So, and do you do you work do you work with cops at all to solve? Like, yes, actually, um, I just finished one case early this morning, and um, that one, a little girl is missing from. Um, God, I'd have to look again, but anyway. Um, 
I get the sense, now I don't mean to override their case at all. This is just information I pick up from Spirit. So uh, law enforcement, don't ding me for this. I don't mean to mess up y'all's investigation. The image of the little girl that's missing, um, she is with someone that she knows. And I think they might be down either in Santa Monica, California, near where I was born. And Los Angeles, California, where I was raised, particularly in the downtown um, old Los Angeles area, Barrio Los Angeles, was the one place I picked up specifically. And um, I know these areas very, very intimately. No one there will touch me wrong because, yeah, no, I know the place like the back of my hand. And um, I know... A lot of the ghosts from a lot of the places that are have been done again and again and again. Yeah. Um, so basically, I picked up on her energy and where they were at. And I said, here's where you need to look. I hope I'm right on this. I can only give you what I get. This is what spirit is showing me. This is the information I'm picking up on. You know, this is what her energy shows me. I hope to heaven I am right. And I yeah. pretty much am because when I go with my gut and I go with my first impression, it's usually right. All right. Well, that's, I mean, I love that because one of my first guests in this show is an author and she wrote a book about a a boy who can see spirits since he mm -hmm. almost died when he was younger. And, mm -hmm. and she, she, he in the beginning of the book, he's helping cops find somebody like that was kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I love the idea of that. And I know that I've, I have fr other podcast friends who have taken astral projection classes during COVID with New York City police detectives, like trying to learn wow. themselves to help solve cases. I actually do that naturally. It's part of what is ingrained in me. I can't escape it. I can't just shut it off. It's not like that. This is not like a light switch on, off, on, off. No, I can't do that. Um... You know, because that causes a psychic to actually burn out. When yeah. someone says, oh, shut it off and get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that simple. Well, That's not, not I mean, what yeah. we're about. And um, you know, I just love what I do. I love my work. I love my clients. And even more so, the law enforcement agency I'm working with here in Cali for that case they are amazing. Their people are, and I got to give a shout out to them. I love them with my whole heart. I truly do. They're part of me now. And I absolutely love them. Right on. Which I, that's the way it should be. I mean, they should. I be love them. You. And what's more, they believe me. Yay. <laughs> well, in this day and age with a spiritual awakening going on, I mean, a lot more people are open to it. Which, that's actually that's something I always ask everybody too. That's in the psychic medium world, because as we all know, there is a spiritual awakening that's gone on in the last right few, few years at least. But yes. I've had people I've had people say they think it started five years ago, and I've had people say they think it started in two thousand twelve. Mm -hmm. Which way do you lean? I think it started about twenty twelve myself. Yeah. Because I noticed it was just kind of starting to open up. It really wasn't all the way there yet. But yeah, it's starting to open up now where it's like that thing is kind of thing is, you know, more and more accepted. Yes. 
which it's weird because I didn't, I never even thought of 2012 until someone said it on my show, and I was like, the Mayan calendar does that have something to do with it? Like, it, you know, it's possible. It is truly possible. And, you know, I love working with law enforcement. One of my very biggest cases was also um, the uh, Holy Cross Hospital convent fire. I was going, it was an old building. They were looking at refurbishing it, you know, put in shops and offices and whatnot. And I was looking at putting in a shop of my own because I wanted to kind of own a little, you know, a little small general store. And I felt so warm and so welcomed and it just it felt so good and i mean the energy of the land the property all that the building and i just felt so welcomed like they're like come in come in you know and um it was just such a nice energy and then my husband called me one day and said the convent's on fire. I go, no, you're kidding. You gotta be kidding. No, that can't be possible. So I turn on the news. Sure enough, it was on fire. I sat down and cried. I mean, I was just, I was distraught beyond myself, you know, beside myself. And it was just really hard to see, you know. And it turns out that there was, stop. Sorry. There was a murder there. And when I went to go say goodbye to the building, you know, to pay my final respects, because they were going to tear it down, which they eventually did, there was an older nun and a younger man um, about present day. And I asked her, was he murdered here? Was he killed here? And she said, yes. She nodded, yes. And I asked him, were you the one murdered? He nodded his head. I said, okay, go ahead and take him over. And so I watched as she actually crossed this young man over, which was really nice to see. He's at peace now, which makes me happy. And so I told the security guard what I saw. And I called law enforcement. I said, look, this is what I saw there. This is what happened. You're going to find him in this building. And sure enough, year, year and a half later, it comes out in the paper. And all the information I gave them was dead on. Wow, I mean, that hit me i mean i was just huh again really whoa you know i mean it was a shock damn kids but uh. and they got what's more they got the people that did it because i had described the people that i saw as doing this sure enough right to the letter yeah wow that's i mean all the people that did things to me in my life, I wish I could see like what the hell, who did what. Like I, so many times I question like who would take, who took something from me, and I can't figure out which of my friends would do it. But it's mm. so. Uh, speaking of which, who's the who's the man, the male energy? I don't know who this is. Who's the male energy? You know someone real close, male energy. My father, possibly one of my grandfathers. No, no, this is someone else, someone a little bit younger than them. Um, you said someone took something. Yeah, I'm seeing a younger male energy, younger male individual. My, it made my my best my best friend and ex roommate Brian, who died in a fire. Could be, possibly, yeah. It's either him or someone. Oh. 
Oh, Elf here she is. Close to you. Oh here. my gosh. Hi, pumpkin. Hi, sweetheart. Is that your puppy? That's my nine month old month. That's my uh, not eight month old mastiff. Oh, hi, sweetheart. Oh my gosh, aren't you cute? Oh my gosh. Oh, she's adorable. Oh my yeah, gosh. She is, but she thinks she's a lap dog when she's 80 pounds. <laughs> Sounds like my boys. <laughs> oh, you're adorable. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, love. Oh, aren't you precious? You're so oh, cute. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not a lap dog. <laughs> Oh, you silly. You silly. Are you trying to sit on daddy's lap? Are you trying no, to she's... sit on daddy? No, she climbed on the bed with my daughter. That's what she, that's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sweet. But Mastiff Josh Dixon said not a chocolate lab. But, um, but no, I mean, it could have been Brian that you're sensing. He died in a fire could like five, six, four or five years, five, six years ago now. Could and be. I mean, he was my best friend, and we were roommates for a long time before before I moved away. And then the trailer burnt down that we lived in. But no, oh. I, I don't know who else it could be, though. I mean, yeah, because I was seeing a younger male energy involved with something that was taken. So yeah, yeah. Which I mean, and he was he was really sick though when he passed, and like oh. the, the the cops couldn't figure out if he if he started the fire or the fire just. Or if he fell asleep while the oven was on and that just set the house on fire? Yeah, I feel oven. Yeah. Munchkin. <laughs> little ones and critters. Critters and little ones. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Enough, Hi, pumpkin. My sweetheart. Uh, so did, did he have a message or? Basically, or... he says he's sorry for whatever happened. And hey, the hey. fire, yeah, he says, yeah, that was me. You know, it was an accident, but that was me. Well, I mean, he took his own life in the process, so. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean. He was really sick though, and like yeah. I, I mean, he he liked to drink, so I think he, yeah. he was sick. With, he was sick with a liver problem, so right. But well, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you if they want to know more about you, and where they could possibly find your book when it comes out? Absolutely, it is https colon backslash backslash o l um p s y e n t dot com o l dot com and um possibly kindle amazon and other book retailers whenever it does come out well that sounds great and i look forward to it coming out definitely i look forward <laughs> to it coming out but 
I will say, as all my listeners know, you could find me on Paranormal The New Normal slash Maniacal Musings podcast for the S Facebook group. You could find me on Twist, uh, on Twitter and the gram as at Juggler Bastard. And you could find me and you could find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal, or you could find me on TikTok as Juggler Bastard Podcast. And I want to thank Melissa for coming on. Thank you for very, having me. Her and her two, her and her two puppies have been very entertaining guests. And, <laughs> and I look forward to this episode coming out a lot. Same here. Thank you for having thank, me. I appreciate it. Not a problem. And thank you to all my listeners and thank you to all my watchers. I will catch you guys next time.